the Broken Twig Podcast with your hosts, Nobes and Hursty. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the newest episode of the Broken Twig Podcast. This is a very special episode, as for this one, we are going completely unscripted. As if you know, normally we write down a few points about what we are going to talk about before each episode, but this time we're writing down nothing. We're just saying what we want. And everybody, remember, if you like us, follow us on Instagram at the Broken Twig Podcast. Hersty, anything you want to say? Well, I think we should start off with some live news. The NHL playoffs have started, and the first period of the Rangers-Hurricanes game just ended, and so far it's been quite an eventful game, and it's one nothing. Yeah, Kings. it is. It's one nothing. Hurricanes, Jacob Slavin scored. And something interesting to note about this game is that hotshot rookie Igor Shashirkin was deemed unfit to play, and that is why Henrik Lundqvist is starting this game. Yeah, uh, I really like Lundqvist, as most people do, and I'm glad he's starting. I want the Canes to win, but I, I, want, I also want Lundqvist to do well. So I'm kind of torn, but I think yeah. it's better for the Leafs if the Rangers win, but I really like some players on the Kings. I really like Slavin, and I also really like Svechnikov. So I, I don't know. Yeah, well, well, the thing is, though, Henrik Lundqvist hasn't won a cup. I say he's one of the best players to have never won a cup, and this could be one of his last chances to go on a big run for it. So I feel like he'll be extra motivated to play well. And as well as Shashirkin did play this year, he is still pretty young. So I don't know, maybe, and especially because Lundqvist has played really well so far this game, maybe he gets a start for the rest of the playoffs. Yeah, maybe. Um, I think, yeah, he'll be extra motivated. And he, he is a really good goaltender. Like, he still has the potential to be a really good goaltender. He's just slowly fallen off. but. I think he can step it up and be really good for them this year. And I especially do not think they should use Shesterkin in the playoffs now just because he's super young and everyone's getting – I know he's a good good prospect, a goalie, but people are getting super hyped over 12 games. And he could just – Well, there were some very good 12 games. If I'm not mistaken, he was 10-2, and 2.52 goals against average and 934 safe percentage. That's really good. That's really good. But also, Andrew Raycroft won the Calder and then was shit for the rest of his career. So, you never yeah. know. Yeah. But I still think that, well, the other thing is that Shashirkin, he could have cooled down because he hasn't played in a while. Because also, before the break, he did get into a car crash, which did sideline him for many games. So, he hadn't even played. So he's play, hasn't played for a lot longer than some other than most players have. Yeah, well, he 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 might play later in the playoffs, but right now for this series, well, there is no later in the playoffs because I think the Kings win. But maybe he gets a game in this series or two if he's allowed to play. I'd say that he should get some starts and stuff, and. Him and Lungfish both did split the exhibition game. Yeah. And also, in this playoff, there's already been uh, seven penalties. Well, nine penalties, which include offsetting fighting majors. 
already in this game, which is quite quite crazy, honestly. Well, I guess we all expected this first game to be very scrappy because everyone hasn't played in a while. You know, you're still getting used to skating around. So I feel like that is kind of expected. And well, I didn't expect there to be 23 hits and a fight in the first period. Yeah, well, so far, actually, Carolina has dominated the Rangers as the Rangers only have four shots so far. Yeah, they have the same amount of shots as they have giveaways, which is not very good. Yes, that is ve- not very good. And Although they have more face-offs, more hits, less penalty minutes, and more block shots. But yeah, both power plays are combined over five. So uh, yeah, play. well, currently the Rangers are on a power play. They still have a minute and fifty seconds left in it. Yeah, and yeah, Andrei Svechnikov took a penalty right at the end of the period. Yeah, I know. Not something that you'd normally like to see in a real, in an actual game. Well, this is an actual game, but yeah, yeah, yeah. That is pretty good. I'm so hyped that playoff hockey is on again. So. Yeah, it's really great that it's back again, and I'm so excited for it. Yeah, me too. I really like. I think the Leafs are gonna win for sure, and I hear a lot of. You, you don't think, sound very excited about it, but yeah. I am. I'm just. I'm a bit. <laughs> yeah. Really excited, and I think the Leafs are gonna dominate, and I think whoever a lot of people. Mm-hmm. No, we're not doing we're not doing series predictions, all right? Talk about other stuff. Other stuff. What's some other news from this week? Um hmm. Hmm. Yeah, well you know what else we should talk about? Sandwiches. Sandwiches. Five minutes into the unscripted episode and we already don't know what to talk about. Wow. That is very unfortunate. Well, another game that I do want to talk about that is of note today is a 3 o'clock game between Chicago and Edmonton. Yeah. Well, is Crawford isn't playing. So he isn't? I'm pretty sure. Didn't they say he's not playing? He's not. No, I think that he might be. He is expected to be starting, and same with Mike Smith for the Oilers, which I actually was surprised about because I expected Varley. Um, not Varlamov Koskinen to get the start, so I I am a bit surprised by that decision by Dave Tippett. Well, I think you go with the the goalie who's done it before. Mike Smith was good in the playoffs. Yeah, he he's a seasoned veteran, thirty eight years old. Yeah, he, he can come clutch. Yeah. It does make sense, but he did struggle at times during the season this year. And, yeah, but he does not have a cup, though. He still does not have a cup. And if he stays on the Oilers, he won't have one anytime soon. Yeah. He hasn't really gone on much deep playoff runs, though, because he did spend most of his career with the Coyotes and the Lightning before they were good. So he hasn't really... 
The most play the most playoff games he's played in one year is sixteen in the two thousand eleven twelve season with the Coyotes, and that also includes junior and and minor leagues. So yeah, he's not he actually although he is pretty old, he's not really used to playing in the playoffs where it matters. Yeah. Well, Mike Smith won't win a cup anytime soon because he's on the Oilers. But, you know, I think he he'll, he has some clutch performances in the past where he just pulls a random insane outing, like, kind of out of his ass. Yeah, well, he is very inconsistent, especially this year. As some games, he looked like the Mike Smith from 2012. and some games, he looked like the 38-year-old that he is. So, yeah. He... Uh, he is a free agent this off season, and if he and getting the start that in the playoffs means a lot for the Oilers and whether or not they'll re-sign him. Yeah. Well, while we're talking about goalies, uh, as reported by Puck Empire, uh, Matt Murray is expected to start tonight for the Penguins. Yeah, uh, he is, and. That's another goalie controversy that people weren't really sure about. Oh, yeah, and by the way, just to clear it up for everybody that is listening, we are recording this on a Saturday as we normally do. So I know that we will be releasing this on a Sunday, but we are talking about the games on Saturday, though we will give a preview on some other games from this week too. But, yeah. And here's something kind of dumb. It says that it's likely that Carey Price is starting today. Like, who else are they going to start in front instead of Price? They're going to take Zach Bucali from some random minor league team. Yeah. They're going to put Keith Kincaid in there? Well, oh, speaking of Keith Kincaid, uh, on Twitter, I think it was, he roasted the crap out of a fan. Oh, uh, yeah. Someone from Chipotle recognized his name as a real player. And one sec, let me pull it up. Yeah, that was a very funny exchange that happened. And yeah, what did happen is I think that someone roasted him because he is no longer in the NHL. He's now a minor leaguer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I feel like we should give a preview for some of our listeners for when this comes out. So we can give a preview of what's happening on Sunday. So it's coming out at 7. So it'll come out during the St. Louis-Colorado game. Yeah. Well, St. Louis-Colorado, we can talk more about the playoffs right now if you want. Yeah. There's some notable stuff to go through based on what recently happened in the play-in. Not in the play-ins. Uh, in the exhibitions, there was some interesting scores that didn't expect. Such yeah. As, uh, Columbus beat Boston 4-1, and Boston looked like crap. They I... did not look good, and that's, I'm happy about that. I want them to keep playing like crap, and I want the Leafs to not play them. Yeah. Yeah, Columbus, if they play like they played against Boston, this could be a tough series for the Leafs. But I, this could be a very interesting series. But the thing is, though, that um, 
Columbus cannot score. They yeah, can't score, which may not favor them in a series that is projected to be very wide open and ba- that's basically going to be the entire qualifying round because everyone hasn't played in a while. It's supposed to be very a wide open, messy brand of hockey, which is what the Leafs excel at. It's basically how they play all the time. Yeah, well, against uh, Boston, it was less of Columbus playing amazing, more of Boston playing like crap. Because yeah. they just they were atrocious. It was mm-hmm. not good. And just like the Blues, who got shut out by the Blackhawks. So yeah, we are gonna see some very weird scores in this. Who knows? Maybe the Blackhawks beat the Oilers. Maybe the Canadians beat the Penguins. Who knows? Maybe yeah. the Bruins somehow end up getting knocked out from the round robin. Yeah. So it's not be... possible, but they'll find a way. <laughs> the David Pasternak's going to go out again. And yeah. And that would be, that would be nice. Yeah. I don't think anyone will be able to, def- if he's not with Bergeron and Marchand, there's no one to protect him from and defend the coronavirus yeah. instead of him. So. Yeah. It's true. Yeah, well, let's go through some of the other scores, some of the other matchups. Let's go through some matchups on Monday. Because I feel like most people, they'll be listening to it on, like, Sunday night. So we should go on the match over the matchups for that day. Well, okay. Monday is not appearing on Sportsnet. Yes, it is. So on Monday, it's Rangers-Hurricanes. That's game two. Jets-Flames game two. Lightning and Capitals, that's round robin. Stars, Golden Knights, that's also round robin. And then Canadians, Penguins, and Blackhawks, Oilers. Yeah. Well. A lot of these are, are, ga- are like game twos. Yeah. The Rangers, Hurricanes one is going to. Well, most of the games, it's really important for the first game. You, you basically have to win the first game or you're in a lot of trouble. Yeah, because it's a five-game series, so you don't have that much time to dig yourself out of whatever hole you make, especially the first two games. You need to win at least one of the first two games or else you're screwed. Yeah, because let's say Carolina wins this game and maybe maybe the Rangers come back, win the next game. They're still They're still technically behind the eight ball because they still have to win again. You know, Carolina does. But so far, it's it's now 14 to 8 in shots, but still the Rangers are not looking good. Oh, is the game back on now? Yeah, 14 minutes in the second. Mm. Yeah. Anyways, talking about the, the round-robin matchups with Tampa and Washington, I really think Washington's going to finish last. And I think they get a first round exit because I don't think. I do not agree with you. And I think that you are very wrong and that you are a complete dumbass. But continue on. Okay. Okay. Who do you think they're going to be? Because they are playing, they are going to be playing against uh, some, some other team, probably Carolina or Pittsburgh. So 
You, I think they finish fourth in the seeding. And you think they're going to beat Carolina or Pittsburgh? You think they're going to beat – Well, Washington? I don't think that they're going to finish fourth in the seeding. How, how are they going to do higher in the seeding? Their goalie sucks. Sam Sonhoff was good. He's not playing. Yes, he is. No, he's not. Oh, wait, yeah, he's not. Oh, shit, yeah. You are correct. You know, that leads us to another discussion that I do want to have. The worst goalies of the 2019-20 season. And one of those was kind of Braden Holtby. Yeah. I'd say the worst were probably Devin Dubnik, Pekka Rene, Martin Jones, Holtby, Bobrovsky, and yeah, that's who I'd say. I don't think Bobrovsky was the worst. Yes, he was. Bobrovsky was horrible. Bobrovsky couldn't stop a puck for $11 million. Yeah, that's true. Although the defense in front of him is also kind of bad, but he, he was a bit better than Matt Murray. The stats were a bit better than Matt Murray. Not all about the stats at Hurstamus. That's true, but it's not all about the stats. You're right. It's also about eye test. And according to eye test, Bobrovsky is dog shit, and which it especially showed as he gave up four shots in 11 games in the exhibition. Yeah. I mean, four goals in 11 shots. What am I talking about? So, yeah, he, he wasn't very good. But according to uh, NHL rankings, uh, Holpe is still uh, one of the best goalies. I do not agree with that. But, oh, wow. According to the, the goalie cards, I don't know how accurate it is, but according to it from HB Analytica, Murray was actually really bad. Wow. Yeah. He, was, he was really, like, he, yeah, he was really bad at mid He was in the bottom 3% for mid-danger save percentage. And okay. also, something else is he was expected to be one of the best goalies in the league based off his defense and team strength, and he was one of the worst. Also, someone else that we are both super high on that you wouldn't – had a bad season, but you wouldn't know who this bad is, John Gibson. Not yeah. just his stats. His stats were horrendous, and it's not just because of the defense in front of him because his personal stat save percentage was 904, which was bottom 10 in the league. Save percentage, I, I don't really think that you can judge a goalie much based on save percentage. Like, I sometimes use it. But still, John Gibson was really good, was still pretty good because he, he, he was supposed to be pretty bad. But, yeah, he definitely could have improved on some accounts, but I don't think that he was that bad as his, as his normal stats suggest. Uh, this year, he was quite bad. He had a 3.00. Goals against. Which goals is, against average is a team stat. I'm no, saying I know it. It's a, I know it's a team stat, but that's still really horrible. Hmm. And he is, is. He had 22 quality starts, which is down 12 from last year, um, and 17 from the year before. His QF percentage was down. Over 150 points from last year, which is yeah. terrible. Well, actually, 
something else that I'm looking at is where it base where it basically shows like how um how much your teammates helped you and stuff. That's basically what this is, and I'm just looking at it now. But actually, according to this chart, the players that got the most help were Yanni Gord, Victor Hedman, Nachuskin, Jose. Well. There's a lot of players that have the exact same, and I'm not really sure how accurate this chart is, but a lot of players on the Avalanche and the Lightning are on here. Though I'm wow. not really sure. I don't really think that this chart is that accurate, but yeah. Yeah, so maybe we shouldn't just look at that, but I'm on hockey references, but based, based on last year and now this year, the the stats are much worse. Like, it's it's not good compared to last year. Every every single stat has gone down has gone worse. For John Gibson? Yeah. Including his record, which last year he was twenty six, twenty two and eight in fifty seven games. Oh, record 50, doesn't really do anything, but yeah. In fifty eight games he was twenty six, twenty two and eight, and this year in fifty one he was twenty, twenty six and five. And yeah. Anaheim had a similar record to last year, maybe a bit worse. Yeah, I know. John Gibson, I was really campaigning for him, but, yeah, he's really let me down this year. Uh, still hasn't been hor- horrible, but, yeah. It, oh, wow. Actually, yeah, he actually has declined a lot uh, based on this thing that I'm looking at. But, yeah. Well, I mean, two Two years ago. I don't know how he didn't win the Vezina. Yeah, two years ago. 68 percentage, 243 goals against. Yeah, and and his SPAR, which is used to measure the value of goaltenders, was 12.2. That's really good. And for Ud. He had 39 quality starts. And who won the Vezina that year? Yeah, and also, just for contacts, I said his SPAR was 12.2. That is supposed to measure a goalie's value to their team. Last year's Vesna winner for best goalie, Andre Vasilevsky, his SPAR was 6.5. Jeez. Yeah, I know. So, well, it's also probably because it kind of is a disadvantage for players that do have good teammates, but still. And I'm not, and this chart it doesn't really take into account everything, because that's the thing though. Some of the charts that you see based on advanced stats and stuff like that, they're not entirely accurate. And for example, this one only takes into account one different stat, so it doesn't really mean everything. And you need yeah, to I'm make comparing, sure. I'm comparing Renee and Gibson stats from 2018. And if I'm being honest, actually, I think Rene should. It makes sense that Rene won that, but his uh, one sec. He did did have Gibson edged in almost every category just by a tiny bit, though. Although they're very close. And if I'm correct, Gibson didn't even get nominated, right? Yeah. Well, I feel like we should talk about something else. So another topic that that we can talk about is, I don't know, but what else should we talk about? Um, well, we can talk about what we think is going to be most valuable player to each team in the playoffs. Um, 
don't know. I feel like, well, something else here. Is there any conspiracy theories that you believe in? No. No? I believe in the conspiracy theory that the Leafs are going to win the Cup this year. It's not really a conspiracy theory. It's facts, but... Uh, Do you think that the NHL rigs the draft lottery? I think they're going to try and rig it for Pittsburgh this year. Well, no, they probably want Pittsburgh to make it farther in the playoffs. Mm, I don't know. That's what they did with Crosby, kind of. But they'd only do it if they... uh, Well, yeah, all right. Well, something else is, though, the Panthers, just saying Rubrosi is really bad, and they really have a problem for for goaltending. Because I don't know why they signed that contract, though, especially after they just signed one of the top goalie prospects in the league, Spencer Knight. That that contract did not make any sense. And, yeah. Yeah. Well, and not- also the Panthers, you're talking about teams with disappointing performances in the in the warm-up games. Bobrovsky was really bad, the, especially the Panthers. The Panthers lost 5 nothing. Oh, no, some uh, breaking news. It's now... Two nothing Canes after a power play goal from Andrei Svechnikov. Oh yeah. They oh really? On mine it says Sebastian Aho. Oh, I think Sebastian Aho got so credit stupid. for it. it says Sebastian Aho from Andrei Svechnikov. Yeah, but yeah, it is a goal from Sebastian Aho. I'm looking at a profile of Svechnikov right now. So. Yeah. Yeah. Well, two nothing. Like game could be over. Uh. Yikes! It's nineteen eight to the the shots now. Yeah. And the Rangers have a combined combined what? Seven, uh, no, fifteen penalty minutes. Oh wow! In a period and a half. This really is a scrappy game. And the Kings probably have the similar amount. Probably. They have seventeen. Wow. This is going to be the best playoff I have ever watched. It will be. It's just a great playoff because everyone's rested. It's, it's, I would always I'd say it's less of an asterisk because everyone's well rested. Everyone gets most And it's harder because there's 24 teams. You yeah. have to get through more people. You know, what's, you know what's kind of funny? Not even... Uh, Dougie Hamilton, Dougie Hamilton isn't even playing. So, their top defenseman, well, uh, maybe Slavin's their top defenseman, but still, like, yeah, that's it's not true. good. Lundqvist, he has 21 shots already. Eight, eight, there's still eight minutes and 50 seconds left in the yeah. second. 21 shots. Yeah. Well, something else, though, is that I'm pretty sure – I'm not entirely sure, so don't quote me on it, but I'm pretty sure that I will get to be a beta tester for NHL 21. Yeah, same with me. I might be. I think I applied – we both applied for it, so. Yeah. Hopefully, I get to do it. That would be cool. Maybe I could do some online stuff, as I can't do it right now because I don't have PS Plus, which is annoying yeah. because – 
at least playing it for free would be great because EA probably in the beta actually it's probably going to be like would you like to play the beta version please pay 80 bucks then you pay the 80 bucks would you like to play franchise mode that costs 35 bucks fine I'll play be a pro that costs 50 bucks so, yeah well no NHL 21 it should be a lot full of a lot of different stuff as it is supposed to be 100 gigs which is three times as much as NHL 20 which I feel is a good sign yeah. signs that they're probably adding a lot of good stuff well something else I want to talk about that's not in hockey and it's baseball is that another the Jays series against Philly has been cancelled as two of their work employees have gotten COVID from after their series with the Marlins and Rob Manfred told the head of the MLBPA that if they if something doesn't change they're canceling the season yeah Robert Ma Roger Manfred is taking over the spot from Goodell and Bettman as the worst commissioner in sports well Goodell's still horrible no imagine your commissioner calls the trophy that everyone in your league works for they spend their entire life like just trading for it, a piece of metal and uh, no, that is a horrible commissioner and also there's not even a bubble so that's why they're all gone and yeah. something i really want to talk about is free joe kelly that that's first i'm going to explain what happened joe kelly threw he's on the dodgers by the way now he wasn't in 2017 but he threw at one player threw behind another i think by accident and then was making like faces at the players as he walked off the mound and he got eight games from that in a short season, which is like 22 games in a regular season. And yeah. you know what the whole crazy part about that is? What? He got more. He's getting suspended more games, 22 games basically, eight, well, eight games. He's getting suspended eight games. But the people who actually cheated to win the World Series have got suspended a combined zero games. That's bullshit. Yeah. So stupid. You, are, are you kidding me? Well, like, yeah. so, so you're saying he didn't even hit anyone. He threw at someone, didn't even hit them, and he's getting more games than people that intentionally cheated to win a World Series. And yeah. they beat the Dodgers in the World Series. That should have been the Dodgers ring. Yeah, I know. So that, that it just, oh my, MLB is a joke right now. Yes. It's now surpassed hockey as yeah. the most. The, the biggest, the, the league in the most decline. Yeah, I know. Well, another thing I want to talk about outside of sports is that TikTok, a, a social media app popular with a lot of young, all those young kitties out there, is being sold to Microsoft, so will not be banned in the U.S. Oh, damn it. Are you serious? Yeah. Well, that sucks. I really wanted it to be banned. Why? Because Don't you use it? I use it, but it's a horrible. It's an app that has a horrible effect on people. There's so much stuff on that app that kids shouldn't be seeing. Well, it's not supposed to be for kids. I feel like if kids are on the app, it's the parents' fault. Well, parents can't monitor their kid 24/7. It's an app on a phone. A kid can easily download it. Like I'm saying, there's also so many accounts. You know these people, these TikTok dancers who dropped out of school, all they do is shake their ass on there. And 
Like these are all these kids fawning over them, making fan accounts for them. I really want those people deleted off this app. I don't want to see that. I go on TikTok for funny content, not for that garbage. For videos yeah. of people saying, oh my God, Addison and my hero. I want to be her when I grow up. No, you don't because in, in honesty, she's not a great person. Yeah, well, that happens to me a lot too. You know, people are always like, no, but I want to be exactly like you when I grow up. You're my hero. Yeah, a lot exactly. of people are like that. I want to be as good at hockey as you are. Yeah, like exactly. Exactly. You get it, Hursty. Basically a god at hockey. I'm basically the Wayne Gretzky of hockey. You're the Wayne Gretzky of minor hockey, that's for sure. Yeah. I'm the Wayne Gretzky of being a dust, a complete and utter duster. Speaking of dusters, have you ever seen me roller skate? <laughs> My ankles are bending all over the place. Yeah. Your ankles are bending like crazy. Well, anyways, also, the NBA just started back up. And the first yeah. games have been going on. And that's, that's really, really cool. I honestly uh-huh. don't, don't watch any basketball games aside from Raptors games because I don't find the sport as exciting. But I, li- I like watching Raptors, but I don't really like watching any other team, honestly. Yeah. But yeah. Uh-huh. Anyways, you know, basketball's back. Raptors going back to back. Um, yeah. And some Jonathan Isaac, he is a uh, black player in the NBA, re- refused to wear a Black Lives Matter t shirt and did not stand for the and stood for the anthem, which I don't have a problem with. If you're going to do that, you can have your own beliefs and stuff and do what you want because it's your prerogative and it's good for him for standing up. For himself, but I'm not saying what he did was like, like I'm not going against the Black Lives Matter movement. I really I support it a lot, but I'm saying what he did was it's good for him that he did that. Yeah. Following the crowd, he took a stand for himself or did what he believed in. Even if it's wrong, but it's good that he still is. Even that is is kind of wrong, but yeah, whatever. Yeah. Good for him for having an opinion. Yeah. Well, anyways, speaking of all Black Lives Matter movement, the NHL players all locked arms for the national anthem. And Couldn't even kneel, could they? Couldn't even kneel. I don't think they can kneel on ice. Like, like they can. But I, I don't... I don't know why they'd be kneeling for the Canadian flag. For the American one. Well, yeah, for the American one. That's true. I don't know. Yeah. I, I didn't see the American game, so maybe they did kneel. I'm not sure, but I saw the Canadian games and nobody kneeled, but yeah. they locked their arms together for it. Yeah, they did, which is... Well, some cool stuff in the bubble. Uh, um, Matthews and Marner, uh, I expect to see some, uh, you're going to see Marlowe in the bubble and he's going to be watching like Marshawn and Ovechkin fight 
and on a chair next to him will be an iPad yeah. that FaceTime. It's got Matthews and Marner's face on it. Yeah. And they're going to be watching with him. I wish it would have been better if they were all in the same hotel because yeah. that would have been cool. But yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, anything else important this week that we can talk about? Huh. Hmm. You know, let's, what's your favorite, what's your top 10 numbers from 1 to 10? Let's hear them. I'd probably top. say three because that's Dion's finesse number, so it's cool. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I'd probably go so top three numbers from one to from ten. I'll go ten to one. So I think at number ten, uh, I just feel like we have to have number nine. Like, just doesn't really do anything. It's just like nine, but no one really cares about number nine. Number nine, I say number two, because like number two, no one likes being number two. Everyone wants to be number one, because if you are number two, then you are then you're number two. And speaking of that, it's made number two in my pants. But next, number eight. Number eight? I probably have to go with eight. I'll go with eight. It's just like You know what? Eight. Enough with this tomfoolery. I think we should talk about Nate Pearson's debut. I don't think we should. I'm liking this conversation. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I think we should talk about it because he was amazing. And it was really good. Mm-hmm. Because he's the future of the Jays, and he is. Actually, I have something. Let's talk about hockey debates. Let's do hockey debates. All right. First of all, let's say uh, let's. I'll ask you this: Crosby or Ovechkin? For right now, or for a career? Career. Career. I think, as of right now, if their career ended right now, I say Crosby. Me too. And I think if the career ended in two more years, I'd still say Crosby. Yeah. I'd say Crosby now and for a career. Crosby is, like, amazing. No, no matter what. No matter what. Because, yes, Ovi scored a million goals, but that's all he can do. And Crosby still now is still a great two-way forward. And all Ovechkin can yeah, do. Yeah, I'd still say that he's the second-best player in the league. Yeah. Still yeah. the second-best player in the league. And while Ovechkin's not even top 10. Okay. So. I have a, another one. Do you tape your socks or not? Like, like sometimes. I say, no, you do, don't tape your socks, right? Just put them on, like, okay, whatever. That's a boring one. Uh, um, fishbowl or cage? Cage fishbowl looks stupid. Plus, you'll your breath will like make it all foggy and you won't be able to. Yeah, I know. If you have fishbowl, that certifies you as a bender. That makes you a certified bender. Or if you've taken multiple pucks to the face. No, fishbowl. Who the hell wears a fishbowl? If I see someone wearing a fishbowl, that that means I'm guaranteed to bully him in a game. I'm going to bully his ass. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, this one, this is a player's debate. Who do you think will have a better career, 
Kale Makar or Miro Heiskanen? Hmm. I will have to say Kale Makar. Ooh, I know that Heiskin. I think Heiskinen's younger, but I still say Makar because I think of Makar. He's just so good right now, and he can still go up. I I think that in a few years, Makar could be the best defenseman in the league. So that's why I say him. I mean, so is Heiskinen right now. He's also amazing. No, I I say Makar. Underrated. Look, I think it could be Makar because he's playing with better people. He has better teammates. No, but but but, I think... but 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 you're dumbass. So you you don't have an opinion though. Okay, no, no, you're wrong. You're wrong. No, you're wrong. It's no, McCarr. McCarr is so good. He's already probably top ten defenseman in the league, and he's still only twenty one. High school, Whoa. he's like Whoa. Whoa, that's pushing it. Whoa, is that the sound that your parents made when you were born and they found out how ugly you were? Okay, that's a bit extra. Just saying, Kale McCarr is not top 10, and Miro Heiskanen is better than Kale McCarr. No, he's not. Kale McCarr is better. If Miro Heiskanen is so good, then why didn't he win the Calder Trophy? Why wasn't he even nominated, huh? I don't see anyone talking about how Heiskanen probably, should win the Calder Trophy this it, year. Probably. Heiskanen can't win the Calder. He's a, it's a sophomore year. So? If he was so good, then he should be able to do it anyways. He got four Calder votes last year, and he didn't win the Calder because Rasmus Dalin won the Calder. See, that invalidates your opinion because you don't even know who won the Calder last year. It was Dalin, wasn't it? No, Deline finished third in voting. It was Pedersen, you complete dumbass with no friends. Oh, well, I'm thinking of defensemen, whatever. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I think – look at the stats. Look at the stats. Yeah, and Makar has better stats than Heiskanen, so that's a, dumb, so that's a bad not. argument. Um, he does not. That is not true. Yes, he does. Makar – Right now, he has better stats, not in five years. Yes, he will. What we're arguing about now, not five years from now. No, I said who will have a better career. Yeah, I know. And it'll be Kale McCarr. No, it'll be Miro Heiskanen. No. He's going to slow down. He could have already peaked. No, he hasn't. It's his rookie year. So? So, you don't know anything? It's Makar. Heiskanen. Heiskanen. Oh. Heiskanen's younger. He will have a better career. No, he's not. They're the same age. Uh, no, actually, uh, Heiskanen is younger. They're they both 2017 draft. Oh, never mind. I was wrong. Makar's three years younger, three months younger. Ah, see, look. Doesn't matter. Heiskanen is better. Will be better. Mark my words. In five years, Heiskanen will be better than Kale Makar. No, he won't. They're basically the same age, and Makar had more points, and is better defensively, and has a bit, and has a, and has as big of a role on the better team. Okay, Makar plays with such better players. 
McKinnon's on a worse, like. A well, worse you were making that argument for McKinnon, and if it, if the Avalanche are such good players, then how come McKinnon is not made for Hart then? Because they were injured this year. Yeah, exactly. They were injured for McCarr too. It's not like McCarr. They still have really good defense. They still have Eric Johnson, Connor Timmins, uh, Gerard. No, you're. Yes. No. They still but... have better defensemen than Dallas. Kale McCarr yeah. plays on the power play. So Heiskanen plays on the power play too. He's less though. No, he. Yes, he does. And so that's a good thing if he plays on the power play. That means that he has a bigger role. If Heiskanen doesn't play on the power play, that's his fault because that means that he sucks because he's not even good enough to play on the power play. It's because uh, Kale McCarr is mostly offensive. Heiskanen. Same with Heiskanen. No, Heiskanen's too They're both... No, he's not. They're both offensive defensemen. Why can't you just admit that you're being a total dumbass? I completely disagree with you on this one. And it's probably the idiot fact on your side that comes in, and this is why you think the car is going to be better. On to the next question. Says the person. <laughs> yeah, well, 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 your mom, um, your, your mom is not, uh, well, 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 you're dumb. Well, 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 I'm sorry. Because yeah, I'm Canadian. I, I have to say that. Yeah, you're sorry that you're so wrong. I'm sitting next to Justin Trudeau, or am I a lawyer? And I'm legally obligated to tell you I'm sorry because I'm Canadian. Yeah. Okay, next debate. Travis Konechny or... Hmm, or... I'll give you one. OHL, QMJHL, or WHL? OHL, no question. I don't know. I think that the WHL is the hardest to get points in, though. Well, yeah, it's the hardest to get points in, but the OHL is the best players. Yeah. Because for the, QM, the QMJHL is the easiest, no question. Well, yeah, because it's yeah. It. it well, well, just, well like, uh, the QMJHL though, which produced a lot of great players. And I feel like the QMJHL, it always has a good top, but the bottom is, is it, like, it has a good seal. It, its ceiling is just as good. It just is floor is a lot lower, if you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Nobs also 2-1 now at the end of the second. Ooh, 2-1. Yeah. Mika. Oh, wow. The Rangers have actually had picked it up a lot in the second period. They now have 18 shots. Okay, That's 14 more than after the first. Okay, Nobs. Yeah? Uh, what do you... Oh, I forgot the players. Huh? Um, it's because you're so dumb. That's just the height, what the high skin and people are. It's dumb, forgetting everything. Oh, oh yeah. Kyle Connor or Sebastian Aho? Who has a better career? Aho. Connor's kind of bad. I feel like they're both kind of overrated, but like, yeah. Are you serious, Snopes, right now? Yes. They both have 38 goals this year. Goals aren't everything. 
I can score 38 goals in the NHL. Does that mean that I'm the best? You can't score 38 goals in select. You can't score 38 goals in the NHL. If I was playing with Gretzky, I could. No, you couldn't. Yes, I could. If I was playing with Wayne Gretzky, I could score 38 goals in the NHL. Yeah, maybe he raised the puck because goalies in the 70s couldn't save high. Yeah, exactly. Gretzky didn't play in the 70s. But, yeah. It doesn't matter. Well, every goalie before 1988 sucked. Or, like, 1985. Every goalie before 1985 sucked. I'm saying it now. Well, Ken they didn't Dr- suck for their time, but if they played now, they would suck. Yeah, just saying. If Ken Dryden played now, he would be he would he would be one of the worst goalies in the league. He'd be worse than Michael Hutchinson. Burn down my house? I don't care. I'm just saying it. If Ken Dryden played nowadays, he would not be he he would not be a top thirty goalie in the league. All right. Well, I have another hard one. This might be hard for you. It also might be super easy. Uh, Nikolai Ehlers, Patrick Laine, Jacob Vrana, or Travis Konechny? Hey, well, forget your garbage opinion for a second. Um, I'm going to – who was it again? Laine, Ehlers, Konechny, and Vrana. That's a lot of people. I say Laine. He's younger. He's good. You're supposed to rank all four. Rank them. So, is it career or how? How for I think career. they're for who's uh, gonna have the best career. So it's Line, Ehlers, Konechny, and Vrana. Right. Mm-hmm. First, I say Line, Konechny, Ehlers, Vrana. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say too. Good. Konechny is very underrated, yeah. and I think he's gonna have. Jesse very- Pollock will be happy at me for putting all the jets so high. Wait, did you put Ehlers second or third? Third. Yeah, good. Okay, because Konechny, he's developing to, to like, like kind of like a Marchand type player where he's like an asshole. He'll beat you up, but he also gets a lot of goals and points. Yeah, a past. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's yet another player the Bruins passed on and instead took Jacob, Jacob Zaboral or Zach Senishin. So yeah. Nice job. You did it again. Yeah. Ooh, another good one. I'm trying to get people that are... Oh, wait, well, this is all time. Patrick Waugh or Dominic Kashik? Patrick Waugh, no question. I I might... I know Nord. Before, I'd say... I'd say Waugh, but I don't know. I think maybe Hashik. Because Hashik, he played on shitty teams his entire career, and he still elevated them. He literally made got the Czech Republic to win the Olympics over a stacked Canadian team. That's because no one was ready for his playing style. No one expected, like... Yeah, but that's why he was so good. Hashik, greatest goalie of all time. No. Yes. If Carey Price wins a cup, is he better than Hashik all time? No. Okay, good. Hashik was so good. He was, I know. He dominated. In, okay, so in his era, in the time where he played, the average save percentage was, I think, around 905. 
and all he played on a really bad on bad Buffalo Sabres teams the entire time, and every season his save percentage was at least nine twenty. Yeah, that's true. But um, yeah, he was so he, he was really good. He just and he and he got two cups. Could, yeah. Should should have another one if you ask Sabres fans. Yeah. <laughs> and now people these days realize how bullshit that rule was. Yeah. Almost like, half the goals in today's NHL would be called back if that rule was still in place. Yeah, I know. It's a dumb rule, but, like, they have to rule by what they say. Like, they can't call it one way in the regular season and another way in the playoffs. Yeah. Here's another goalie. Here's a goalie one now for you. This is for career. Mackenzie Blackwood or Elvis Merzlikens? Blackwood. Good. Thank you. Right. Now, do you want to do some cap-friendly mock trades? Uh, yeah. Sure, we can. Cap-friendly mock trades? Sure. Right. I'll go – I can go first. Remember – Start near the top, and then we can work our way down. So, this is called – oh, oops, I accidentally clicked on the wrong one. Um, this is called such a bad well, bad idea. Let's see. It's probably like a – I think we yes. should look at like uh, – no, I think we should look at three of these, and then we can look at some armchair GMs about the Leafs. Yeah, well, okay, well, first let's look at this. It's Nuge to the Jets. All right. Ryan Nugent Hopkins and Ethan Bear for Nathan Beaulieu, nope, nope, Andrew nope, Cobb, nope, Jack nope, Rosovic, nope. Yuna Luoto, and a second round pick. This trade, we rule it uh, eh, out of 10 because it's a bad trade. We rule it. Get the fuck off the internet out of 10. That's a good ruling, Hersty. It's made by HabsFan9, who I don't. I... Of course, he's a Habs fan. He doesn't know anything. Jack Ross with the Kings. Oh, yeah. And also, the Jets would also be over the salary cap, too. Yeah. I literally wouldn't even trade half of Ryan Nugent Hopkins for those players. I maybe, I, maybe half of Ryan Nugent Hopkins I'd trade for that. Yeah. <laughs> All right. You can have okay, one now. Uh, here's another uh, Jets. Oilers one, and it's called Ethan. Oh my! What? What? Why do people think Jack Roslovic so good? Ethan Barron, a third round pick for Jack Roslovic. What? What? He's a prospect. They get it, but yeah. Why do people think he's so good? Oh my God! Get a brain, people. All right, this is called Chicago, Los Angeles. It's Oli Madden, Brandon Sad, a third and a fourth for. Ben Hutton, Jared Anderson, Dolan for two seconds. Sorry, read that again. It's Oli Mata, Brandon Sod, a third and a fourth from 2022 for Ben Hutton, Jared Anderson, Dolan in two seconds. Uh, that's a bit of a nothing deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like because this one's unscripted, I feel like we can make this episode be a bit shorter. So maybe a few more trades and 
Yes, have this be a bit of a short. I think, I think instead we should try doing going looking at some armchair GMs for people made about the league. Well, no, I feel like that might be a bit confusing for the listener. But I just have one because it's from Nighthawk. So I just want to read it because Nighthawk, if you don't know, we've seen some of his trades before. Some have been good. Some have been not so good. But, yeah, it's called New Address for Two RFAs. The first round pick for Jake Rutana and Troy Stetcher. This isn't a bad pick. I mean, bad trade. I actually feel yeah, like the actually, it kind of is. Uh, I wouldn't do that trade if I, I wouldn't trade a first for Stetcher and Vertanen. Yes, Vertanen and Stetcher both had pretty good years this year. So the only you thing is, I'm thinking like a fourth. A fourth would get it done for me. No, it wouldn't. The and I'm pretty sure that the Canucks would want to keep Vertanen. Yeah, no. they wouldn't do that. But if I'm the other team, I'm not. What team is doing it? The Devils are getting them. Yeah, so that's a Oh, well, actually, but the – de- the, it, no, it's actually, though, it's actually the Canucks' own pick. Oh, so that's okay. But I don't see why the Canucks would do that. Yeah. So, yeah. Right, well, so, now do you want – I'm going to try and do this to explain this armchair GM. So, basically, what you do is for this year, someone picked the Leafs. They signed – Travis Dermott to one year cap hit of nine twenty five thousand, like an entry level. That's not happening because that's too little. Signing Elia McKay of three. What are you talking about? That's too little for Bracco. Bracco hasn't even played in the NHL yet. Dermott. Dermott? Oh. That's no, yeah. That's too little. Yeah. Also, McKay of three years at two point two five mil. That's not bad. And then UFA they signed Spets at 750 for a minimum and right. 1.25 for three years, which is not bad. But the bad part is for me, they they trading Andreas Janssen to the Coyotes for the RFA rights of Elia Lyubushkin, which doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah. And then they sign him for a one year deal. Why why would they do that? Johnson's yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, do you want to end it here? Um, I'm going to see if I can find one more Leafs. Uh, okay. I can just talk for a bit. Well, oh, I found one. I found one. All right. What is uh, Found lineup. Um, the Leafs, what the hell? This is not very realistic, but okay. What? what? Okay. I'd like to go over this. This is a lot of moves. First, they signed Liam Kirk. For three years, 800000 Oh, that makes sense, actually. Because he played with Argachinsev and Robertson with the Peets. So he already has pretty good chemistry with them. Oh, so that, oh, so he could play cool. with Argachinsev in the AHL next year. So, yeah. You know what? I'm going to go over the UFA signings first. First, Mikheyev, two years, 2.5 mil, which is good. I like that. Mm-hmm. Gauthier, one year, 750000 which is nice. And then UFA, which is very unreal. It's realistic because of all the stupid moves this person did. Uh, Petrangelo, they signed him seven years, 8.5 mil. Clifford, two years, 1.3 mil. And then here's the stupid part. Let's start at the ball. Travis Dermott for a second-round pick in Winnipeg. Why would, the, why, why would we do that? that? That's no. And then Johnson and Bracco for two-thirds, which is also stupid. 
No, well, Janssen and Bracco both have really low trade value right now. Janssen's coming off a year where he is injured for most of it, and he didn't really do much. Bracco basically has no trade value now. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if the Leafs just don't even qualify Bracco this offseason and let him yeah, walk. Yeah, but Janssen has a really good contract. He has a good contract, and he has potential. And then here's the stupid trade. Nylander, Kerfoot, and Engvall. Liam Kirk, Demers, Garland, and Barrett Hayton. Why would the Leafs do that? So who'd they get again? Nylander, Kerfoot, and Engvall for Hayton, Garland, Demers, and Liam Kirk. Do you know how much worse that makes their team? Now, let me read out the team. It's, it's not – I don't like it. I don't like it. They lose a mm. lot of their depth. It's Hyman Matthews Marner, Robertson Tavares Kapanen, Mikheyev Hayton Garland, Clifford Gauthier Barbanov. I don't like that. Yeah, I don't really like that either and stuff. So, yeah. All right, well, I think that we're going to end this episode here, everybody. If you Thank you for listening, and thank you for getting this end. This episode probably isn't as good because this is the unscripted version, but whatever. Just want to have some fun. If you love this, remember to follow us on Instagram at Broken Food Podcast. Post daily post great content every day and also remember to give us a rating on apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to us remember to download it tell all your friends and thank you for listening and goodbye <laughs>